thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word, God. Lord, let your word come forth tonight and minister to our lives in a way that's transforming and um, that will bring more of your glory, more of your presence around about us and uh, cause us to walk in the purposes and plans that you have for us in this time. Amen. Amen. So, um, I don't know if any of you have heard of the Hebrew calendar. It may have been mentioned somewhere by someone, but there's a Hebrew calendar that um, the Jews and the Hebrews follow. And um, this year is actually 5780, the year... Um, of the beginning of the new decade, the same as it is in our calendar. But um, on the Hebrew calendar, the number 80, 5780, 80, is the, the, num- uh, the letter is Pei, P-H, P-E-H. And um, that is the word which means the mouth. And my message tonight is entitled... The victory is in our mouth. Amen? So um, it's exciting that um, in the Jewish, in the Hebrew calendar, um, the declaration for this year is in the number 5780 that um, the victory is in our mouth. Amen? Jeremiah 1.9, I have put my words in your mouth. He was speaking to Jeremiah. So um, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to Proverbs 18.21. Most people know that scripture and it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They who indulge it uh, shall eat the fruit of it for death or for life. Um, So the words of our mouth produce fruit, whether it's bad fruit unto death or good fruit unto life. I think I should clip this onto myself or otherwise I'm going to lose something. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Easy. Easy peasy. Okay. So we want our lives to bear good fruit, don't we? And there's many um, areas that God brings fruit through our lives, but one way is through the words of our mouth. So um, we want to bring good fruit. So we want to use words that are going to sow life and bring good fruit into our lives. So Ephesians 4.29, um, it's talking there about good speech. So Ephesians 4.29, Let no foul or polluting language or evil word or unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as it's fitting to the need and the occasion and that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favour, grace, to those who hear it. So we really want, as Christians, our words to be a blessing and to give grace, don't we? And, you know, this is a a prophetic church. This is a group of people who are prophetic, and uh, Pastor Peter is always reminding us, you know, that we're prophetic people, that every one of us can prophesy. And prophecy is made up of words. Amen? And so um, we know that all the words that come out of our mouth are linked to thoughts. Thoughts come first and then our words. Now, I'm not going to enter into the thing about the thoughts 
because we had other teaching on that and, you know, Colleen spoke really well on the mind. That was really fantastic. Um, but our heart is where it all starts. And um, this scripture in Ephesians where it says, don't let any polluting language ever come out of your mouth. I mean, that's a pretty hard um, thing to actually attain, isn't it, in your own strength? You can only do that by the power of the anointing of God. I think every one of us, you know, we can say, um, yeah, we've said some bad words, we've said negative things, we've maybe um, criticised or we've um, uh, been discouraged and spoken negatively about our lives or about others in our families or in other situations. But um, this is what God's saying, hey, come on, your words are important. Your words are really important. You know, when God created the world, when he created us, he said, you know, and God said, let there be. Yeah, let there be light and then let there be all the other things that he created. And so he created them out of nothing by the words of his mouth. And that's God, you know, he's the creator. But he actually lives inside of us, the anointed one, the Lord Jesus Christ, living inside of us. So... His words in our mouth have the same power and authority if we know that we're speaking it in his name through, you know, in alignment and agreement with what's in the word. His words in our mouth can be as powerful as his words in his mouth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So words are really important. Um, and in Matthew 12:34, it reminds us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it is important that we keep our hearts um, pure and, and clean and, and free, you know, from all the things that would affect the abundance and what's in our heart um, so that we're speaking good things. And, um, you know, I said before, I think, if we, we want to be prophetic and we want to build the kingdom into our lives, um, and we want to edify and exhort and encourage others, and we want to build the kingdom into those around us, our families and our friends and our church loved ones, our church family, you know, and then the, those that don't know God out reaching out to the lost, then we want to have a beautiful flow of good words coming out of us, don't we? And, you know, over many years I've endeavoured to discipline my life by the power of the Holy Spirit, to speak good words, to speak life, you know. And I'm not saying I'm perfect or I've made it, but only um, we can discipline ourselves and we can build in the horizontal. So we can build a lifestyle on the horizontal level so that our speech becomes edifying and pleasing at all times. How many people really would like that, you know? So when you get up in the morning, you say, wow, good good morning, Lord, and then you look at your partner and you say, good morning, darling, you're so amazing, you know, that sort of thing. So we can start, start out good and continue through the rest of the day. So um, we can make it a practice, we can make it a practice to speak edifying and encouraging and comforting words on an everyday basis. And that's what prophecy is all about. And if you're building it in the natural, then God, by his spirit, will um, add on, well, not add on, but he will take hold of what you've been building in the spirit and, and um, being 
um, living out of your life, he'll, he'll minister on it, he'll breathe on it and it'll become a flow of his prophetic word. Do you see what I'm saying? So, you know, our natural and his spirit supernatural are important and they marry together so that he gets glorified and people can become who they're really meant to be. You know, that people can get saved, they can see about the goodness of God, they can believe in themselves as we pray, as we speak to them and say, hey, you know, you can do it, or you tell them what you feel God is saying to them, not necessarily be all spooky and say, oh, God's saying to me, but just say, you know, I'm a Christian and, you know, I, I really sense that um, God's got good things for you and, you know, I could tell you some examples, but I won't go there just now because I've got a lot to go through. Um, so building it as a lifestyle and building the Word of God into our heart to such an extent that it, the essence of it, you know, it doesn't mean you've got to go around quoting um, scripture and verse and, you know, all that sort of thing, but the essence of the Word as you build it into your lives is going to flow out of your heart and out of your mouth. So um, First Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore encourage one another and edify, strengthen and build up one another, just as you are doing. This is faith that works by love. Because in Galatians 5, 6, it says it doesn't matter. Circumcision doesn't matter. You know, it, it mattered to the Jews. But it, it's not important now because it's faith that works by love. So our motivation is love, love for God, love for others. And, you know, that's the... the um, Peter was mentioning, you know, Jesus' two commandments, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love your neighbour as yourself. And so the faith that works by love is what we can, that what motivates us to um, speak life. Yeah. So here's some keys. Number one, you like this, Peter, number one. <laughs> he often says, number one, number two. But, you know, it's here. So um, Psalm 1413, that's what a teacher does, isn't it? Um, Psalm 141, verse 3. Now, this is number one is make a dedication of your mouth and your words to God in prayer. Many years ago, when I was quite young in the Lord, the Holy Spirit brought this proverb alive to me. And um, it says, Proverbs 1413, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch at the door of my lips. And there's another one that says um, the similar thing, set a guard over my mouth, over my tongue, that I sin not with my mouth. Because it's so easy to get into that place of sinning with my mouth, isn't it? You know, it's, it's easy. And it's, sometimes it's habit, sometimes it's generational ways of thinking and talking. You know, some families will be really negative. I grew up in a family that was fairly negative. We came from Irish background and there was a lot of battle to get to Australia and to, you know, build a life and that sort of thing. And they had the Irish humour, which was fun, which is still fun when I hear them. But um, where, where, I've lost track now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, so, um, so, yeah, we're making a dedication of our mouth and our words in prayer to God. Yeah, I know, I'm saying generational things, that's right. So if, if you've grown up in a family that's been negative, that's spoken negative or that's had poverty over their lives and you, you think poverty, you speak poverty, you've heard it, 
then God wants to release you and set you free from that. Amen? He wants us to know that those generational things don't have power over us anymore because Jesus Christ took them into himself on the tree, on the cross. You know, it says, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus took all those generational things um, for us. And so now we're not bound by them anymore. So we have authority to change it. Amen? So... um, Number two, speak good words on purpose. Be intentional about your words. Be intentional about the kind of words you're going to speak. Um, And, you know, as we are intentional, it starts with a decision. It just starts with a decision and saying, Lord, set a guard over my mouth that I sin not with my tongue, you know, Lord, let my words bring you glory. Let my words be full of life. Amen? And let my words encourage and uplift and build other people. And let my words bring glory to you and show others about the love of the Father. Because there's so many voices in this world and we, you know, there's so much warfare that's gone on with all the gender stuff and, you know, the abortion d- debate and, uh, you know, all the persecution that's going on in the world. And um, if we focus on that, we can sort of go a bit down and think, well, you know, the Christians are not winning. But we know that Jesus has already won. Amen. We win. But so, um, you know, to, to actually be intentional with your words, number two. So it says in... Uh, Psalm 17, verse 3. You have proved my heart. You've visited me in the night. You've tried me and find nothing evil, no evil purpose in me. I have purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. So we can actually make a decision and be intentional about our words. Amen? And, you know, it, it can take time and um, it does take time. It can even take many years, you know, to rebuild things that have been um, habits in our lives. But God is well able to help us and he is greater. Amen. Uh, the Passion Translation, Brian Simmons um, says, this, says it this way, I have wanted my words to agree with my ways. Amen. So, you know, sometimes we say things that are not who we really are and who we really want to be. And so, you know, I've purposed my mouth so that I won't transgress with my words. Let my words agree with my way. Amen. So uh, we saw this before, the power of words and the tongue. And I read Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And um, so God's, God's way for us out of, you know, the pit of negativity, the pit of loss and lack and, you know, haven't got enough, the thinking that says there isn't enough is um, to actually start to declare, you know, my God shall supply all my needs, that greater is he that's in me. He's Jehovah Jireh and his name actually means God's provision shall be seen. It doesn't just mean he's a provider. He said God's provision shall be seen. So it's all in his name. So we can be excited about that um, and start to declare the truth of what God says about things like that. Amen? So God's words are spirit and life, John 6, 63. We don't have to go there. 
And, you know, we, we know that as he is, so are we in this world. Um, so number three was recognise the power of your words. Did I say that? Recognise the power of your words. Number four, abide in God's present, presence and his words. And we, we all know the scripture from John 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. So abiding in his presence and allowing his word to abide in us enables us to be in a place where we know him so well and so intimately and then his word is in us so we know what he says about a given situation or a given relationship. And so we're um, then able to um, speak right things in alignment with what he says. Okay, and, and then he'll, our prayers will be answered. Um, and God answers prayer anyway, you know, but it's, it's important to stay in his presence and allow his word to, you know, abide in you. So number five, sow good seeds and reap good fruit. I was talking about that before. Um, don't speak too soon. You know, sometimes we, um, we don't think before we speak and then words come out and you can't take them back. You know, you can't take things back once you've said it. And so um, think first and uh, don't speak too soon. And Philippians, this is about sowing good seeds and reaping good fruit. Um, Philippians 4, 8, we all know that. And so... Are our words true, honest, just, pure, lovely and of a good report? You know, that's a good test for our words. It says think on these things. It doesn't say say these things, but if we're thinking on them, we're going to be saying them. Amen? Yeah. So, um, so think before you speak. Um, there are those who speak rashly like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So... You know, um, I heard once people say, you know, they're the life of the party um, and someone else said, oh, they're the knife of the party because uh, of the way they speak or the, the words, you know. Um, so that's something we can think about. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. So we, we want to pray and be intentional to bring healing words. Amen? Amen. Um, so I encourage you all to study... Do some studies in the Word, um, Word studies on words, mouth and tongue and things like that, say, speak. But if you do that, you'll find amazing insights into what God says about our words. So I encourage you to do that. That can be your homework. James 3, 2 to 12. And I think, you know, that's been pretty much covered in a lot of the preaching that we've had here already, James chapter 3, about the tongue. But I'll just bring out a couple of points um, number, uh, sorry, not number two, <laughs> verse two. Um, for if anyone does not, we often, all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. So, you know, it's easy to offend and um, we, don't, we don't usually want to offend. Sometimes we can offend without even realising that we have offended. But, you know, hey, uh, the Bible does tell us how to deal with that and we're not going there tonight. But um, if anyone does not offend in speech or never says the wrong things, he's a fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and curb his entire nature. So 
hey, control his whole body by the words of your mouth. We can control our own body. We can control the appetites of our body by the words of our mouth. We can control um, by the words of our mouth as a fully developed character as we, as we develop this in our lives. Um, you know, bring healing to your body by declaring what the word says and by continuing to pull it down from heaven and receive, you know, receive. We need to receive it. And um, so one way to do that is to bring your words into alignment with what the word says about your healing. Do a study in the word, you know. Don't just depend on the laying of hand, on of hands and that sort of thing, although that's really good. But just to actually apply it to your own life and start to really agree with God, you know. And there's nothing wrong with sharing your need, you know, and, and that's what the prayer is for here and you know prayer in the mornings and also on the altar and with our brothers and sisters you know it's important that we can open up and be real and and tell everyone or you know those that are close to us or whatever we don't have to tell the broadcast to the whole world but you know what I mean it's important to be real and to um, declare your need but then it goes that step further where we've got to start to really apply what the word says about our situation and so we can do that by bringing our words into alignment with the word of God. Amen? Amen. And I'm not just preaching this because I've done it. You know, I, I see it in my life over many years. And I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect yet. But um, it's a good, good way to bring that, um, that greatness of character, well-developed character into your life. So in verse 4 it says, Though they're so great, the ships... Um, sorry, no. We set bits in the horses' mouths, right? Likewise, look at the ships. Though they're so great and they're driven by rough winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. So we are the helmsman and our tongue, it says in the Bible, is a very little member, but it's like that. It's like the rudder that um, gives us a direction of where, um, where life's going to go. Um, and it says in verse 6, the tongue is a fire. Verse 5, the tongue is a little member, but it can boast of great things. And so, you know, um, I won't go too deeply into that right now. Um, but in, in ver chapter verse 6, it says, contaminating, the tongue is a fire, a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depraving the whole body and setting on fire the will of birth, the cycle of man's nature, being itself ignited by hell. So... We can contaminate our lives. We can contaminate our bodies, it says, and, you know, our spirit or even other people's um, spirit or, you know, soul, I should say, not spirit. Our spirit's free in Christ. But um, the tongue is a fire. So we've got to be remem reminded of that once in a while. Hey, just to remember. Um, and verse 8, it says, The human tongue can't be tamed by any man. It's restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable, evil, full of deadly poison. I mean, we've got that in our mouth. So with it, we bless the Lord and the Father, and with it, we curse men um, who were made in God's likeness. Now, you know, there's not many people that can say that they have never said a bad word about anybody, but by the grace of God, we endeavour to allow his spirit to flow through us so that we come to that place where we're never going to say a bad thing. My husband's really good with that. You know, like in our earlier walk with God, I would sometimes get frustrated and, 
angry and, you know, maybe even more recently, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> have I? <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, but, um, but, you know, we can, um, we can bless God and then we can say a bad thing about somebody else. And um, every other person has been created in the likeness of God. So if we bring a bad word or a criticism of someone else, we're actually criticizing God. We're actually um, bringing a bad word about God, you know. And like I've been convicted at some times about that sort of thing. But to be open and aware to hear what God's saying, hey, let's use our mouth for blessing. Let's use our mouth for blessing. Amen. So um, we did this with a church that we were in once. Um, Have you ever tried doing a fast from negativity? You may have done it here at some time. I'm not aware of it, but... Um, you know, a fast from negativity and negative words, you can try this at home, you know, try it at home. Take one day and say, God, I'm just going to um, fast from negativity today and you'll be amazed what comes out of your mouth. Um, just one, a couple more scriptures and then I'm done. Um, Proverbs 25:11, a word fitly spoken and in due season is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Proverbs 15.4, a gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life. Um, and, you know, we want to build up the spirit and not break it down. So Psalm 19.14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord my God and my defender. Now, what I'd like to do now is it's kind of like a bit of a prophetic activation, but it's really a prayer And you don't have to do this if you don't want to, but I'd like us to stand and just be in an attitude of prayer. And um, we're just going to pray and we're just going to dedicate our words to the Lord tonight afresh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We look to you, Father. And you can just pray after me. Lord, I dedicate my words and my mouth to you tonight. Let the words of my mouth be pleasing to you. By your empowering grace, I will choose to speak words of life. I will speak life and not death. I will speak peace and not strife. I'll speak faith and not fear or doubt. I'll speak encouragement and not criticism. I'll speak health and not sickness. Hope and not discouragement. Blessing, not cursing. Prosperity, not lack. Father God, we just honour you tonight and we thank you, God, that it's only by your spirit and by your grace that we are set free, that we can walk the walk and talk the talk, Lord, that you've, you've just um, enabled us to do, Father, by your Spirit, that you made a way for us, Lord, in this life to bring fruit, to, bre- to bear good fruit. And we just thank you for your kindness and your goodness to us, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father.